everybody. Thanks for joining us this week uh, via satellite is what we're going to say. I have Dan St. Germain. Thanks for being on the podcast, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, no problem. Um, so you, first of all, let's talk about you have an album coming out. I do. And what is um, it called? It's called Bad at the Good Times. We actually just got the uh, physical copies today. So. Nice. Um, I'm excited. We're uh, releasing it on June 10th of the official release day with Special Thing Records and the first album. So, you know, hopefully people like it. First of all, congratulations. Thank uh, you. Second of all, everybody should check out the promo for it online, which is pretty damn funny. Um, Thank you. Uh, you wanted to talk specifically about feeling kind of patent. Well, yeah, you were telling me, uh, that I think it was, it was supposed to bring the album that, uh, one of my favorite albums, right? Yeah, and one, um, one, that or one that influenced you heavily, it sounds like it was a bit of both. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely did. Um, I, I, I don't know what influenced me heavily, but I would say that, you know, Pat in general has influenced me a lot. You know, he's, uh, he's so, he's so smart. Yeah. You know, and he's so funny. Um, and I think, like, you know, he has a way of, and you know, like, you know, uh, what's it called? He has a, uh, a way of, you know, really seeing a bit through, sure. you know? Sure, Which is something that I, that I, you know, struggle with, you know. Sometimes you just want to get the, all right, well, I got the laugh, and the other parts will be too hard, and I got to finish, you yeah. know, fill this time. And, uh, you know, as he's, he's a true artist. Definitely. What's funny to me is like listening to this album for the first time in a long time uh, is almost how raw it is. It's not that he's not ready for it, but I'm like, shit, that is a young Patton Oswalt. Like in 10 years, yeah. how much he's changed is kind of mind blowing. You know, but I got to say, it's like probably my, you know, I like Werewolves and Olipops mm-hmm. a lot, but I think it's like that and Finest Hour are my favorites. I think it's got to be my favorite, feel kind of Patton. And it's you know. it's so it's not just smart, but really rapid fire, and you can tell how polished that is. I'm I'm curious how long it took him to put that together. Yeah, and Athens, uh, Athens, Georgia is uh, such a cool, um, cool comedy city. You know, mm-hmm. so I remember doing that. I remember doing that, and I, you know, I just loved it. How now? How long have you been doing comedy yourself? Um, I've been doing stand up for. Um, Eight, it'll be eight years in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and, uh, you know, all over the country, and you finally polished an album that you're happy with. Is, is it one place, one show, or how did you put it it's together? Two shows at Meltdown. We originally mm. uh, recorded it in uh, Boston, at Boston Comedy Studio. Okay. But um, we kind of got, uh, you know, uh, we, we got done with that, and uh, we, you know, I, I, just, I just didn't think it was right. So I waited another year, and I uh, recorded, a, you know, again, I added some bits. Mm-hmm. Um, and I waited until I did my half hour on Comedy Central, and then we recorded it. I guess, you know, I recorded a half hour in, what is that, February, and that premiered in May. So mm-hmm. then I recorded the album. There's different stuff than the half hour. There's some of the same stuff. For sure. sure. It's a lot. It's a lot nicer, though, I think, at least from my perspective, since I do like to collect comedy. It's, it's kind of great that you're not buying the same thing twice because if i yeah. want to buy your special and then i want to buy your cd i know i'm getting something well that's... you know i'll say that there definitely is all the special bits in there but mm-hmm. another half of stuff too <laughs> no see and that's what's perfect i mean you you yeah. you get a little something extra and you get a different audience yeah um yeah. i'm i'm excited about it 
That's awesome. Um, when did you? When's the first time you heard Patton Oswalt? Um, you know, I think I saw a Half Hour when I was younger in maybe high school or I'm not sure. I don't know what I don't want to date myself. <laughs> but uh, no, I saw the comedians of comedy. I remember that. Okay, I sure. Comedy, and uh, and then I, I kind of got in. You know, I, I think like when you watch the comedians of comedy, like when you're somebody who doesn't know comedy as much, you like gravitate toward Galpinakis a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as I got more into stand up, I uh, I really liked his stuff. You know, I really was impressed by it. So. it sorry, give me one second. <coughs> so sorry. Uh, um, so. Uh, what were the what were your earliest influences? I mean, did you grow up in a house where people were listening to or watching comedy, or did you have to seek it out? Well, on your you know, own? when I was a kid, I would watch like uh, Naked Gun with my dad. Awesome. I would watch like, um, I would watch uh, uh, Mystery Science Theater a lot with my dad. Those sure. Are the ones, you know, and I'm sure you know The Simpsons. I don't think there's anyone who has a good influence by The Simpsons. Sure, no, absolutely. You know, it's just one of those that, you know, it's, it's more universal than I think even Seinfeld, you know? Yeah. So, I just thought that was so great. Did you, did did they ever pass anything on to you? Were there comedy albums passed down to you? Or what's the first comedy album you ever listened to? The first comedy, you know, it was probably like Weird Al Yankovic, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then after that, maybe Adam Sandler's. I did, I did, well, you know, I did all the Adam Sandler ones. I was really into that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, you know, I think that after that, I got into, what did I get into after that? I mean, I was like, you know, you, then you have like a tendency to go really hard, like Carl and Lenny Bruce. Sure. And that kind of stuff. You know, because you're like, oh yeah, freedom of speech, you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, you know, really, uh, you know, I was around a lot, but I was around a lot of serious theater. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's uh, I've kind of done both of the things. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, is f- do you ever notice any specific kind of influences when you're doing your own stand-up? Do you ever catch yourself doing a bit that reminds you of Patton? Yeah, sure. I mean, dude, I've done bits where halfway I, I'll just say I'll rip something on stage, and I'll be like, "Oh wait, that was somebody else's bit." Mm-hmm. You know, I think it just happens all the time. Sure. Um, as long as you don't try to monetize it, you're, you know, you're not a complete piece of shit. Right. Um, but, I, I, you know, there's some people that their voices are so addictive, like Bill Burr is one of those guys. Yeah. Like, he's so great. But, if you know, I listen to his podcast almost every Monday, and uh, a lot of the times it'll just be, it'll be really tough because uh, you listen to his podcast, and then all of a sudden you'll start, you know, talking like Bill Burr. Right. So it'll be hard. I mean... I think him and Louie, that's another one. Like, sometimes, Louie, I don't even know with as much as voice, but, like, hand mannerism. I know sure. that a lot of people take his hands, how he uses his hands and stuff. And right. Kind of stuff like that. And, you know, and there's two theories on it. It's, you know, some people are like, well, you've got to use somebody, you know, like, sometimes using um, somebody else's voice um, is a way to get used to your own, you know, until you're more comfortable. You know how, like, you know, Eddie Murphy used to do impressions when he started out. And, sure, uh, yeah, yeah. Andrew Dice Clay would do, like, just impressions of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but and then you eventually settle into it, or you're just a hack. You right. Know? <laughs> and I think at some point you've got to break 
definitely, definitely. Um, do you, I mean, do you, it's probably not a distinct moment for you, but was there ever a period on stage that you can demarcate easily where you're like, oh shit, I've, I've found it? Or do you find it ahead of time? You're like, I'm going to try this out. I don't out. think I still found it, you know? <laughs> sure. Well, that's I'm maybe still, a good thing. You know, I think it's like, a, I'm still going, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I think that, uh, um, I think that, I, I think that the big thing is that, uh, you know, you keep, you keep at it, but, you know, I, I think that there's like three main stages where you start out and you're just, uh, you're just trying to do well. Sure. That's the first stage. And then the second stage is like, all right, well, I know this is funny and I want it to do well because it's funny. Right. And then there's the third thing where, all right, well, I really want to want to talk about what I want to talk about up there, you know? Yeah. But you can't really reverse that order. I don't think that you can start, you know, you you got, you got to learn how to tell a dick joke before you can, you know, talk about, um, you know, the collapse of the U.S. banking system, <laughs> you know? Yes. No, that's, that's uh, absolutely before true. Before you can run, you know? Yeah. Uh, I I noticed uh, listening to to this out to Patton's album uh, that you know there's kind of a decided lack of and it's not to its detriment but a decided lack of very like personal shit that happened to him. Uh, it, it's a lot more yeah. broad. Um, I mean, is that something that you are interested in? Because I mean, you're you're no, I mean, is I just, very I, personal. Well, I didn't even think about that. You're right. There isn't a lot. Um, but maybe that was also where he was, mm-hmm. you know, That's true. when you're on the road and you're single and you're just doing stand up, you know, you can't, you know, you, you can't, you can only do so many pages about getting laid and getting right. drunk. <laughs> sure. Um, but, uh, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I more got into it just because of the hacked outs in it are so, um, you know, so clearly articulated. Mm-hmm. And it feels very... Again, I don't know how he works specifically. I don't know if he if he's a notes guy, if he's a jokes guy, if he's very tight with the language. But the language is perfect on this album. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's really uh, he picks the right word for the right moment. And there's sure. nothing wasted. Some people can't do that right, though. Some people could have all of it memorized and still not be able to deliver it with the same verve every night. You know? Yeah, no, that's totally true. Are you very specific, or or do you find yourself wanting to expand um, on stories? No, I wish I was. You know, sometimes I feel like I, uh, you know, I could, I could be better at that. Um, you know, right now I'm just trying to build up new stuff. You know, just so sure. I don't go crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not really, sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, I like to, I, I don't, I like to think that I don't settle. Like if something. Sure. I mean, I like I, I, you know, I had to at least make sure the words funny enough. But right. uh, I, I get it, you know. Um, I w- but I wish I was like him, and I just, you know, had every single one, every single word was perfect, you know. No, absolutely. That's uh, I, I, it's a dream of some comics. Although uh, I, I know a lot of comics that absolutely hate it and would rather some, do something slightly different each night. Do you have a, a writing discipline at all, or what's that like for you? What's the the actual writing part? Well, you know, I do. Uh, I, I do. I guess. Um. I, I, I guess I, uh, I I try to write stand up once a week. I know people write it once a day. I've always been better at uh, sitting down and writing scripts. You know, I've been working on shows for the past year, mm-hmm. uh, two different shows, um, you know, for two different networks. 
so I, I, I build up some material, but I, I still have this thing where, you know, I kind of have to think of an idea, and then I can flesh it out on paper, sure, but sure. I, I would love to just be able to do that, you know? Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Um, I apologize. I have a cat that's just crossed my my recording no, area and is no. now purring. So this is uh, you're gonna, there's going to be a nice low hum through the rest of this interview. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Did you ever make any friends over comedy? Was that a thing? I mean, I, it seems common, but not everybody has it. Uh, like some people have to move out of their t- town. You know, like some people have to go to college and finally they've got people they can relate to. Do you have like when were you a kid and you got to watch shit with people or? Well, I don't think I was really, I didn't really make, I had like one or two friends when I was in like grammar and middle school, but I wasn't really, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends until high school, mm-hmm. you know. I think Chris Rock said like, comics are just trying to, you know, make you, you know, they're trying to uh, make fun of themselves before you can. Sure. You know, it's like a defense mechanism. Um you know? When uh, when you got a bit older, I mean, was it ever? I mean, did you was it was it only until a lot of your friends were comics that you started being able to have people you could talk to comedy about, though? Uh, um, you know, I I I've, I've always said, like the the three funniest people that I've met in my life are not comics. You sure, know? sure. Um, so you know, I don't, I don't know if I really I never really really like comedy dorked out over stuff. I, I don't think I ever did that. But, uh, you know, I would I definitely have people that I would, you know, like, definitely shared my sense of humor. Sure. Um, do you have a favorite bit off of this album? Favorite track? Uh, yeah, a Robert Evans bit, for sure. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a lot of people's. I, yeah. I, um, do you do you ever listen to a bit like that and you're just wondering, well, shit, what when is my or what is my bit? Well, you know, I always I did this one which was like uh, in the same vein, I guess. I did this one about James Taylor because I used to work at a uh, Fuse and I would like, um, and I, it was just not nearly as good as Patton's, but I, I would I would have to write jokes for musicians, so I was always nervous that somebody I really respect growing up was just going to be a nightmare of a human being. Right. Right. And I wrote that, and then I listened, and I was like, I was like, and I listened, and I wanted to make it as good as, you know, Patton's Robert Evans bit. Yeah. It's still not. It's never been fully there. Like comics like it, but it's on the album. But it's never like it doesn't translate as much. You know. Yeah. I mean, do you? <laughs> I, I'm not sure what you can do as because I'm not a stand-up. What a stand-up can do to just sort of like step outside of that that comic mindset to be like, how. Why is this not working, or what do I need to do to make this work? Well, for I think you can you can go. Um, it worked on the album, but I think okay. you can you just go back to it. You know, like you just eventually, you know, like it's like anything else. I think with writing, sometimes you bang your head against a wall, mm-hmm. and then like when when everything when when you basically give it up is when uh, something like kind of happens. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm trying to think. Did you? Uh, what were your other comedy influences specifically? Glo- going up, go- growing up, were there any TV shows that kind of set you in motion? Was there one thing that made you realize well, you that know, this I was a job you could um, have? Well, I, I don't know. I, I I think you know when I was a kid, I would love Steve Martin too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you know, I was I always had a show. You know, like the early Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld, you know, there's always uh, there's always something that I was into, and it's, it's 
because they were all, you know, it's crazy now because, like, you know, I grew up on network shows and then cable comedy really only became a thing when I was in high school. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, there was some HBO stuff, but it was a little bit, um, it was a little bit, a little bit farther away, you know? Sure. So. What was the earliest kind of comedy you can remember making? Did you do sketches in high school? Did you videotape stuff? I, you know, I would do some sketch stuff in high school, and I was, I guess I was trying to be like 70s SNL or like Monty Python. Sure. And I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't that fine. I tried stand up three times in high school, and I don't, I don't count it. <laughs> it was not exactly uh, groundbreaking. Uh-huh. Uh, so. when, when does the official record start then for you? The official record starts uh, when I moved from college. I wasn't doing any stand-up in college. And I had an, I did an open mic at the Pit in New York City mm-hmm. um, when I was actually a PA at Conan. And uh, I, uh, and then I started, it was like that December, September after college. So I guess September two. 2006. Mm-hmm. So that was like my official start date. Shit, that's well, that's pretty impressive. Uh, I, it's, I, man, I gotta, I'd have a million questions for you about working for Conan, but I'll, I'll leave that for uh, another time. Another but, one, yeah. exactly. Um, do you remember what it felt like that first time, like to legitimately get up? I mean, did what did you have prepared, or was it completely off the top of your head? Um. For uh, it was it was pretty prepared. Mm-hmm. Was it um, polished at all? It it was uh, it was it was yeah because I, I had a theater background, mm-hmm. um, so it was it was more polished I think than than some mm-hmm. you know, but uh, you know it, it was uh, because of that too. I think you can really fail. Sure. This polish. Sure. Like people are like, oh, he really thought about this bullshit. This is <laughs> out of his fucking fucking mouth. You know? I uh, does now does the theater did that help with your presence? Obviously, like on stage, you're you you're not you don't go over the top, but you have a pretty big presence. I mean, is is that from your training, or have you always? Um, had that? I guess you know. I guess it, it helped. I think I've always been kind of like a loud mouth. You know. <laughs> Dude, but uh, I, I guess I don't know. Um, I, I definitely think it helped. You know, I think I always had that like "look at me" thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, uh, I have never had like I, I think that definitely training as an actor did help me ground that a little more. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that was that was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can I assume then you had a bit of improv training in theater? Um, or is that? Uh, a poor I, I, I took. A, I would just take a couple classes at the pit. Nothing. Um, Not like improv know. comedy. No. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I would never. I didn't go through the. Uh, you know, I didn't go through the classes. As as far as you know, theater training and training for like learning dramatic beats in a show has that ever helped you? As far as tweaking your own routine like beats in, um, in your own comedy shows or no yeah i think so um i think so but i, I, I think that also if you keep people around you that make you honest you know that that also helps a lot you know definitely have you had the opportunity to meet Patton? Uh, i think i just said hi to him once a show mm-hmm. that was about it yeah 
is it <laughs> would you would you ever if if you got to spend a little more time with him, do you think you'd be able to sit down and talk with him about this album, or do you, would you just no? Like, no, I, no just I'm not, not going to. I'm not going to do this. No. You know, I, I hardly ever want to. You know, like he's given a lot of my buddies work, but you know, when I, when I really woke up, it's like you know, whenever I'm around Lucy K, I'm like, this is like so. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, it was I, I don't know. I just. I feel like. Whenever I really like, I read this Louis C.K. where I'm, I'm just like, uh, like I don't really want to know you because I woke up to you so much. Yeah, no, you know that's I mean? completely understandable. That's that. Yeah. that the, that's always been hard. It's almost like not even a real, like, relationship because the, uh, I don't know. No, that that that, that makes complete sense. That makes sense to me. Um, do you? So when you. Uh, if you were to recommend this out, let's say it to somebody who doesn't know this album well, doesn't know it at all, maybe doesn't know Patton's comedy, why would you recommend they listen to this first? His album? Um, well, I, I think it's like, you know, I think he's one of these people who makes like, I think he's one of these people who makes esoteric comedy really fun. Mm-hmm. Like thoughtful, I'm mean, like esoteric that sounds, you know, so antiseptic, but, a thoughtful comedy fun. Sure. Know? You feel like such a douchebag trying to <laughs> sum up somebody's work. But no, it's hard because people will also call it day. nerdy, and that doesn't nearly that doesn't condense it either. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's bigger than that. Definitely, definitely. Uh, well, let's let's make sure uh, we remind people your album's coming out June tenth. Yeah. Can we get it at astrecords.com? June tenth on a special theme records. Um, and I think you can get it off their website and iTunes. And then if you come to one of my shows, I can sell you a hard copy for a reduced price. Even even better. Is there a vinyl copy, out of curiosity? I don't think so, no. Those bastards. Um, where can we Maybe f- not. <laughs> where can we find you online? Uh, DanceIntermain.net. Perfect. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And, you know, sorry there was a little... Um, as far as getting over there. There's always confusion. It, it it's it's fine. It was it was a fun time, and uh, maybe if next time you're in town, if you want to do it live, you are more than welcome. Okay. I would I would love to. Thank you very much. No, of course, thank you, and everybody, thanks for listening. And as always, have a good thing. on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com. Vinyl.com.